0: Oh no, it's just because our new product is the new Uber for Morrisons, which is gonna Instagram, Facebook, and it's gonna be the Tesla of communities. But what's really special about it is that it's really gonna help people because it's also gonna be
1: It's episode twenty-seven of the Spen and Nick Show. Look, before I even say what we're gonna talk about today, Nick, what on earth is going on with those things around your ears?
0: Well, I used to play the drums, and I used to use these Vic Firth uh, headphones, and um, I found them. I pulled them out, and I thought, well, why, why not, why not use them on the Nick show? You know, why not do something a little bit different um, and have a little bit of fun?
1: Do you want me to give you ten reasons why
0: not? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if they're working for you, <laughs> I'm loving them. They're making me smile. They're making me smile. I hope they're making you smile. I hope they're making all the listeners smile so um, i think this is a good place for us to start
1: it's a good place for us to start i think for me i'm trying to go and reduce the the number of things that people are seeing like i'm trying to get my earphones (laughs) reduced you're going bigger i'm going smaller
0: what i think that you're (laughs) suggesting is that i'm making a massive mistake is that what you're saying i think we
1: make mistakes all the time and you know what that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of this show. We're going to talk about the five mistakes that you are going to be making when you try and build anything new. Okay, so Nick, we've already made a mistake. I think you've made a mistake. Who knows? Maybe the viewer's are loving this. Um, tell us about that. Tell us about what you think about uh, the headphones that Nick's wearing right now. Um, but tell us first, Nick, about what the first problem is that everyone's going to be making
0: the first mistake that you're going to make is you're going to let ideas float around inside your head for ages before you take any action on them, right?
1: Yeah, oh God, this has happened so many times for me. I remember when I finally started to build um, Future Builders, this first platform for Future Builders, um, this was generated, the idea for this was generated like probably six years ago. And it took so, so long for me to try to actually get it out of my head and try to articulate what it really was. And the problem was that it just grew and grew and grew inside my head, which made it even harder to get started. So the best thing to do is get it out of your head as quickly as possible. And we'll talk about how you can do that in a few minutes.
0: Yep. and so number two is spending zero time with customers and identifying what their needs are. So I think one one of the major challenges here is that you need to be aware of who your customer is in the beginning and what they what they actually need and sometimes when you're selling to customers it's not as simple as oh, there's just one person they're selling you're selling to there might be lots of people involved in the sales process that could actually hinder that sale from happening so you've really got to understand who your customer is what types of customers involved who could veto it and also what are the needs of the, of all the people involved if you do that you're much more likely to be able to sell your product so what's number 3 Spencer
1: Number 3 is poorly articulating the custo- to the customer how the product is going to help them. And, man, we've seen some really dreadful um, articulations of products, but it's that classic when you're at a networking event and you try to give your elevator pitch and you try to explain what your product is to someone. Actually, you gave a really good example of this on our Instagram Live earlier. Why don't you tell people what that was?
0: Oh, no, it's just because our new product is the new Uber for Morrisons, which is going to Instagram Facebook and it's going to be the Tesla of communities. But what's really special about it is that it's really going to help people because it's also going to be um, the um, deliveroo of uh Amazon and so everyone's gonna really like it and it's gonna work really well and because like I say it's a it's a platform which enables people to connect with one another but also it's a community but it's not really a community because what it actually does is it's a course but no one likes courses so what we call it is a learning program and so this is gonna be amazing and you're gonna really want to wanna to buy one. Do you want one?
1: <laughs> the best part of that for me was the the uh the Tesla of communities <laughs> <laughs> that's sublime I would I would absolutely never buy that thing that you just talked about (laughs) and this is the thing also I think you have no idea what it is right No idea what it is. It's so poorly articulated. People have got no idea how to respond to it. I think the the something of something is kind of good because it's an interesting visualization, but it doesn't actually tell anybody anything. And we've been in businesses before and worked together on businesses where you talk about all the great things that you're going to do. You sell this vision, but you don't actually tell you what it actually is and what the thing is actually does for you so i think it's that combination of both selling the future and selling that vision of what you can become if you buy this thing but also how we're going to do that as well it's that balancing act of those two things
0: i think definitely getting the balance is key because it's good to use metaphors saying you're gonna be the x for y is a really good way to explain what your product is and help people put it in the context of things they already know so doing that is great And I think also saying what it's not can be helpful, but you also, as we're saying, you have to be really clear what is the product so that people have a rough idea so they can categorize it in their mind. And then also make sure that you talk about the benefits and the problems that it's actually solving for the customer. If you tick all those boxes, I think that's gonna help you do it. Also, if you can do it ideally in 60 seconds and you practice it, that's gonna be really helpful. Nice and
1: great advice on that. I can't add anything to that. And number four is not realising that what your customers say and do aren't always the same thing. In fact, they're often very different things, what they say and they do.
0: Exactly. Like the classic thing is, this is the jobs to be done um, case study, the most famous one with Clayton Christensen, where McDonald's wanted to increase sales of their milkshakes. I've told this story a million times. And so they spoke to customers and customers said, do X, Y, Z. They did it. Didn't make any difference to sales. But then what they did was they brought in Clayton Christensen. He actually spoke to them, but also observed what they were really doing, combined both those two things, and then was able to help them make product that increased sales. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you talk to your customers, but also what you want to do is test that what they're saying is really what they mean. So there's a book called The Mum Test. And the main principle of the book says that if you share your idea with your mum, of course your mum's going to say it's brilliant, it's fantastic, you should do it, and yeah, she'd buy it. But in reality, if you go out and take that idea to the rest of the world, they're not going to like it. They're not going to buy it. Um, and so what you want to do is you want to make sure that you um, actually get real feedback from customers and, and understand what they're really going to do. Will they really buy it? That's that's something that that's a mistake that everybody makes. Spen, have you got anything to add to that one?
1: No, I did it exactly like that. About a year ago, um, we quickly built a product fairly quickly um, in about a month. Um, launched it to around about 30 kind of friends, friends and family, people that we knew pretty pretty closely. Um, everyone said, yeah, we definitely want this, I'm gonna totally invest time in, in learning this stuff that you're g- gonna give it to us. Um, felt like it was a really good, positive moment that we'd launched this product and 25 people or 30 people had signed up. A few weeks later, we found out only one person was actually doing any of the program itself at all. No one else had, has accessed it. And that was a classic of everybody saying they were going to do this thing. Nobody actually did any of it because our friends and our family want to say what they think we want to hear. And that is a, a surefire way to fail in building the product because you're not building something that people really need. Okay, Himo, why don't you tell us number five?
0: You're going to waste time and money over engineering a product that has features that nobody wants and is never going to use. So, this is the classic example that's in Lean Startup, right? And a good friend of ours, actually, Nick Hawkins, I'm going to use his example. So, he created a new app, which was, um, I can't even remember the name of it now, but what it's he did was. Brisk, he, um, it's called Brisk. Uh, Brisk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brisk. There you go. So it was this app that was gonna help you know what to do um, in and around town, where to go out to eat, where to go out um, uh, for nightlife and stuff like that. And he created this functionality in the app as he was building the app um, around being able to allow users to speak to each other, like, so like an in-app, in-app chat function. He spent a month on that functionality and when he launched that part of the functionality, nobody used it. So it was a wasted month of his time and money. That's something that we all do, whether it's an app or whether it's a service. What we want to do is get our ideas out there fast, quickly, and test the most important functionality before we invest time and money that we shouldn't be investing in ideas that haven't been validated yet.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think another thing here is you don't have to jump into code straight away. If you're a coder, of course, that makes sense because you think in code and you can visualize things in code. But if you're not, there's no point in getting development teams and spending a lot of money on building stuff with code when you can build a very scrappy, quick prototype as quickly as possible. Even doing something in, um, in a no-coding platform as well, no-code platform where you can drag and drop a lot of different features and functionality. Those things are doing amazingly well at the moment and there's gonna be some incredible um, in, uh, innovations around the no-code space in the next five years. So that's definitely a good, a good area to be looking out for. We've jumped into some of the solutions already, but why don't we recap? On what those top five things that everybody, you included, are going to be those mistakes that people are going to be making, uh, and then given the five ways that you can combat this and uh, solutions that help you make sure you're making progress.
0: Okay, so number one, you're going to let your ideas float float around inside your head without taking any action. Number two, you're going to um, spend you're going to spend zero time speaking to your customers and understanding what their needs are. Number three, you're going to poorly articulate what your idea is to other people and to your customers. Number four, you're not gonna realize that what customers say and what customers do can be two very different things. And number five, you're gonna waste time and money over-engineering the first version of your product.
1: And those solutions, the ways to combat those are, get your ideas out of your head and onto paper as quickly as possible. Every idea should be written down regardless of how stupid it might look in the future. Number two, speak to your customers. Get crystal clear on the most important need that they have. Their biggest pain points and the ways that you can solve those things as quickly as possible. Speak to as many customers as you can. In fact, I'd be saying half of your time in the early days should be speaking to customers. That's the kind of a good measure of, of what you should be aiming for. Number three is clearly articulate to customers how your product is going to help them. Two things here to remember, I think. One is try to tell them what the vision is of the future, where they can be, what their end state can be, and also how you're going to do it along the way so they can really understand and visualize what that thing is that you're trying to sell them. Number four is get customers to show their interest, ideally get money off them, get credit card details, get them to pay for something, that's the only real way that you truly know that they really want this thing and they have intent to buy if they actually buy it. And number 5 is make a scrappy prototype as f- as quickly as possible. Get those core features, focus on the core rather than building all this extra feature stuff. That minimum viable product needs to be one thing. Do make it do one thing really really well that people really need. That's definitely the way to do it in the first in the early days and then you can build out the additional features once you've identified that this thing is
0: really going to work. How's that? And I think I think a good point to add to all of these is that even when you know what these mistakes are that are commonly made, you're gonna make them. We go back and we make these mistakes again and again. So don't worry if you do, just you've gotta be aware of them and try to catch them when you are making them so that you can correct yourself. That's probably the most important thing, right, Spencer?
1: I totally agree. Catch a gate, find out what that trigger point is, where that, that, that point where you realize, oh man, I'm going down that rabbit hole again, I'm doing this thing wrong. That's where you need to stop. Never think that you've gone too far. There's always a point that you can stop, you can refresh, you can recalibrate, you can refocus uh, on making sure that you're hitting these, these five points because otherwise you're going, you're going to fail. And I don't mean failure as a point of learning. I mean failure as in it's, your thing is not going to work and it's never going to solve the problem. It's never going to give you what you want or your customers want. That's a big thing. That's a really important thing.
0: So the key thing for this, I think the key takeaway for this as well is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to look like me and uh, look a little bit silly sometimes by putting some big you know headphones know what, on. <laughs>
1: Do you know It's grown on me. I think. Uh, I mean, the headphones are definitely grown on you as well. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but actually, I think it's all right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of liking it. I'm digging it. I wanna, I'm happy but one, and
0: I'm, 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 am enjoying myself, and that's all that matters, right?
1: I want, I want to see you behind a drum kit next time, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd like to and this flat's a little bit difficult, but hopefully on a future episode we can make it happen. For sure. Let's leave it there. Let's let's just say, um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. And why not give this um, video a like if you've liked it. And uh, share your comments on any mistakes um, that you think are common that you might make when you're starting up. Or if you've made any of these mistakes as well, why not share about it in the comments below. But until next time, cheers. Cheers. And thank you. Thank you.
1: Stay safe and keep building.